Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoop. And coming to you live. No, I take that back. It's recorded from the frog. Here's Johnson. Guido, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was very frustrating. All in a span of about 12 seconds. <laughs> 13 right? seconds. If I had told you, if I had told you last week on the podcast, Scooty, that Garrett Green was going to go 20 for 38. He was going to throw almost 400 yards, a couple touchdowns. His longest was going to be 50 yards. They were going to they were going to, you know, run the ball. They were going to run the ball for about 155 yards. You would have been like, that's good. That's exciting. And score 39 points. And score 39 points. You're like, that's good. That's exciting football. Probably a win. Yeah, probably. That's probably the big letdown of all this, isn't it, Guido? Of of the season to date, maybe uh, the history of the offense with Garrett Green in it. Um, this, you would argue, this is probably the best it's looked, right? The I, I mean, and we said this. We were on the text machine back and forth with each other during the game, as we do. And the first drive looked very good. Like it was exciting to watch. That was like real football. I think it got a little stale in there. But all in all, like I thought, the play calling was better. I thought there was more stuff happening. And yet, we still figure out a way to West Virginia. Well, I, I still go back to the fact that I think, and until somebody tells me wrong, until Neil calls me and tells me that this isn't how it is. Okay. Like on the phone? Like yeah, really he's going to call me like, on the phone. Uh, right. Like reaching out to you? Yeah. Okay. Until he calls me and tells me that this is not how it is, this is how it is. Okay? Those That opening drive, scripted. Scripted. They've had this. They've had a week and a half to work on it. Scripted. Looks good, right? Second drive. Not scripted. Starts to look eh. Not great. Second quarter. Looked bad. Not very good. On both sides of the ball. It didn't do anything. Just kind of went away. Come out of halftime. That drive looked good, right? Do you think they're Scored following the script again out of scripted? Half. Hey, we sat down. Neil and the fellers sat down and said, "Hey, let's run, let's run the crap out of Cole Taylor, left and right, left and right, left and right. And then he'll <laughs> run down the field. We'll throw the ball to him. Can we talk about we'll, that really quick? We'll go so with Jaheim White, left and right, we, left and right, left and right, left and right. <laughs> throw the ball to him. <laughs> Scoot. The funny thing about that too, it, it was only through a certain portion of the game where we did the shifties. We had the case of the shifts. <laughs> you, you know, you've heard of Swifties. We are shifties. We had a case of the shifts, didn't we? But like in the fourth quarter, <laughs> like, I don't remember. Language? We must have shook it off because we didn't. Oh, I see what you did oh, there. I did. I yeah, didn't like even that. mean you to. Did something and I there. did there. Yeah. yeah, yeah look at that. Look at the, okay. wow. All right, dad of daughters, right there. Yeah. Look at that. And Rodney Gallagher was, uh, he was in, he was like, uh, voluntold to be a shifty, you know, like he was like, look, we might be willing to we're put your, you in. We're, yeah. We think you run great. <laughs> Let's watch you run left and right, left and right, left we're, and right. We're gonna and need, then maybe not throw you the ball. We're going to need you to do some relays, <laughs> the width of the field three, maybe four times. Then if you have any energy left, we're going to try like, to get the ball to you. All they, all those guys were missing, was an eraser, right? Didn't you guys have to run the shuttles yes. with an eraser? Yeah, erase the eraser relay. Yeah, you would pick up the, the the eraser, run left, right, put the eraser down, then run. That's what like, it reminded me. It was just me constant, of. 
Like they just need to carry erasers around. But Guido, I thought two. Th- okay, two things. I walked away from this game. Two things. One. Two things. Two. Th- let me tell you two things. Uh, I thought first of all, this was a case of the incredibly shrinking defense. Okay. Uh, first half, especially the first quarter, Scoot and I are texting each other, man, this Houston offensive line is just, just horrible. I mean, we're running them ragged at the line of scrimmage. We're making the court Smith, uh, the quarterback for Houston, making him really uncomfortable, hurrying him, knocking him down. Um, as we got into the third quarter Guido, and then pretty much the entirety of the fourth quarter, he was doing exactly the opposite. He was super comfortable taking his time, picking out receivers, picking us apart. So that was perplexing. And then, you know, the cherry on top was not being able to knock down this ridiculous hail Hail Mary throw at the end. And then secondly, boy, did special teams have themselves a day. I mean, even I would argue, even after all of the craziness, if you take away that kick return, that should have never happened. Uh, that's a huge play in this game. So I know a lot of other stuff went on. We're going to talk about Garrett Green's penalty after the score and all that kind of stuff. But for me, it was, Scoot, you've been asking me to buy into this defense now through this fluky four-win thing, and I was starting to warm up to them. And people said, you know, if Aubrey Brooks is back there, maybe that helps on some of this stuff. I'll give you that. I mean, I I would have preferred that too, but – for a defense that looked really strong earlier, early in this game, man, they really just evaporated. And then special teams really, I don't know. We knew this guy was a threat returning kicks. And then it was like the first one we serve up to him. He takes it to the house. That was super disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, like looking at everything other than the offense, it was, it was like, what happened to the games that we were playing the other the other five games like what yeah. what happened to those right. those guys because it was it was it's and it's this this goes back to Johnson we always say this we can't have nice things no we're I know have nice things. we should know and and so offense plays good you know say what you want about play calling but I think all in all it was clicking on the offensive side and then defensively and especially special teams wise. You're like, what happened? I mean, I think that return, that kick return at the beginning of the game, run that run back that they had, that just took so much of the wind out of our it sails did. at so early. It really did. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because you go into halftime, we were texting each other at the half. I felt like we had totally dominated the game, time of possession, just, you know, the box score was in West Virginia's favor, yet you're down 14 to 10. Right. Because of this kick return, that was just such a gut punch. And I thought, you know, in in a game where every I don't know, every play seemed to matter in the offense, you know, another to me, another feather in the offenses had is when they went down 35, 24, you got this impression like it put it just cranked up the intensity and the pressure on the offense. They had to score every time they touched the ball because the defense couldn't stop anything. And to their credit. They brought us all the way back and took the lead. So, I, you know, again, like you said at the top, Guido, I think that's the frustrating thing. That's the sad thing of this outcome is I think Garrett Green, you know, if you win this, to me, man, that's a big confidence booster. You get your fifth win. The offense is feeling really good about it about itself. You spread 
the um the passing around. We had a lot of receivers get in on the act Thursday night. So man, it just it stinks they couldn't they couldn't have the defense hold up their end of the bargain. Well, and and Scoot like Fox Sports, by the way. Let's. The, I'm just gonna let me digress for a minute here. Fox, <laughs> Fox Sports, by the way. Tim Brando. Uh, I think he's oh, drunk. Boy. I think he's drunk most of the time. He had a rough night, didn't he? And Spencer Tillman, like I like Spencer Tillman. I thought he was good. And Spencer Tillman made a good point. Probably about five minutes into the second half, he was like, "Whoever has the ball last is going to win this game." He he said that really early on in the third quarter, but. Uh, Tim Brando, man, was like lost half the, half the Scoot, time. Dude, it felt like Tim Brando was watching a different ball game at points of this. Yeah, uh, I know he's he's probably one of their go to guys in Fox too. I mean, he's been around a long yeah. time. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't. He looks kind of plastic when you see him on. T- he's very play, very much. Some of that stuff too. I I always cringe when we get the big time national broadcasters play-by-play guys because a lot of times it feels like they're out of touch with with West Virginia um it feels like like it works for the it works for like the yeah like uh, uh, the Texas the yeah, Notre Dame the where you can generally speak Alabama you know? right they're gonna yeah. Georgia those guys because they call those games they probably call two or three of their games a year you get Tim Brando who probably hasn't called a West Virginia game uh in five years right to autumn, you know, all of a sudden show up and then act like he's in the know, when we know that maybe he went to like a, a random press conference or a kind of a meet and greet, you know, the day or two before. Like you have to talk about the graphics, though. Oh, like the like Fox graphics look ridiculous. I <laughs> I told you guys they look like the cover of somebody's trapper keeper. <laughs> like what? they're from like 1996. Like they it's look like Fox so has not updated goofy. the graphics package in like 25 years. Well, and the pertinent information, so this sounds old, all of a sudden I feel myself speaking like an old guy, but sitting there watching the game, the pertinent info for like down and distance and stuff is in this tiny nonsensical font, but don't worry, Cougars is written in a huge script that covers like half half of the area you'd rather have for that info. That's why I laughed when you said it looked like someone's Trapper Keeper. It, that's what <laughs> that, it reminded me of. It's, it, I don't know, I... I was looking through our text there just a moment ago, and you were talking about the defense. The first half, first quarter, we had guys sacking their quarterback that I didn't even know existed yeah, as humans. Right. Like this uh, Mulba character. Never saw that guy before in my life. You know, like I, like all of a sudden we've got guys that like have come out of the woodwork. And then those guys, like we said, uh, disappeared. And I'm – I, I know people will talk, and there was a lot of chatter, of course, about uh, how Garrett Green and his taking off the helmet is what ultimately got the the penalty, not the waving to the – I think some people thought it was the waving to the crowd. Right. Yeah. But it was the taking off of the helmet. That's not what lost the game. I mean, let's Dude, be I honest did, here. I, that think, is, I think I – I, I don't know. I think I disagree. You think, think that's what lost the game? Absolutely. Absolutely, I think that's what lost the game. Because listen, here's here's the deal: you take you take that last play, right from the fifty yard line, because that's essentially Houston was at the fifty yard line. You take that last play and you push it back 10, 15 yards. Completely yeah, different play. I mean, those fifteen yards ended play. up being 
enormous I mean, in the scheme of things. That's that's big in the could scheme of things. Could you say I mean, that it could be the five defensive backs that didn't knock down the ball? <laughs> Listen, I think, but I, I and like we well, let's let's break this down though. Let's break it out though. Let's let's start with the fact that I think that when that. I, I think that West Virginia wasn't ready for that play. I think the I defense agree. was already celebrating a I win. I agree. And on that they play, they looked like very I, just discombobulated, not sure they where to they go. Weren't ready. They weren't yeah. ready. Right. Like, and that's you know, that's a coaching, but ball. like, right? I yeah, don't. That's, that's cherry on top of the defensive performance. But go ahead. No, I, I don't disagree with you. But I'm I'm on the opposite end. I think we lost this game. I think this game was lost because of Garrett Green, because of the celebration at the end, and because of the 15-yard penalty. I think that you take that out of there, you score a touchdown, you you play like you should be there, you don't take your helmet off, you give the ref the ball, and you get back and you get ready. Like I think that changes the end of this game. I think that Houston gets the ball now on whatever, the 20-yard line, the 18-yard line, they run that stupid, you know, twelve-yard play that they probably get either way, and they're still throwing from the forty, the thirty-five-yard line, and definitely they, makes that play all, more difficult. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely makes that play more. difficult. I think though, I, bl- I, bl- I, I said it when I watched it. I was like, "That's a hundred percent." I mean, even before Garrett Green said anything in his post game and he did his little like, "I'm sorry, it's well, all he on owned me." It. Kind yeah, of thing. he owned it. He owned it. He owned it, hundred percent. But it is. It was a hundred percent on him. I don't know. I mean, I I go back to coaching, right? Somebody's got to tell those guys, regardless of play. Listen, there's three seconds left. They're gonna they're gonna throw a hail mary, knock it down. I don't need you to catch it. No one needs to catch this ball. This ball needs to hit the ground. You had two or three of our five guys there going up to try to catch the ball. Well, I think the problem was on that play that you had two or three guys there and you had four or five Houston guys there. Like they ran that play to that point. I mean, that's that that was that's the ultimate touch drill, you know, and that play happens three or five percent of the time. I go back to the second quarter. But that's the ultimate touch drill and that second quarter was a dud. Something changed. I get, I, I get it, but you you stayed in the game. I mean, you know, you I stayed. Yes, I mean, but Garrett 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 kept us in the game. He played an amazing game. You throw that crazy you know, fourth down throw, fifty. What was it? Sixty yards to to uh, uh, Clement. Like, yeah, it was a huddy tuddy scoop. Listen, hey, listen. Here's let's let's get to the let's get to the brass. Text, What's that? Shall let's we? do it. I have something let's, to let's, say though you, about the Hail Mary, but go ahead. I, you want to let's get to the brass text. The the man that uh, is is the engine of this podcast, yeah. if you will. This this guy we call Guido. All right. Yeah. This guy. He had chugged halfway up the mountain. I was. Oh, my God. He needs an intervention like in. no other. He had, put, Listen, he had stoked he, the engine with as much coal as would fit, and he was heading up the – was he not, Scoot? He, he was, started He started looking at hotels in Shreveport yes, he, for a bowl you're game. You're exactly right. He was, he was thinking, well, can we – what what bowl he was is in Shreveport? For Can I get to the that? closest Bass Pro Shop to see what carabiners they had on offer? Can I get to that Cajun Gumbo Bowl in Shreveport? <laughs> Can I can I get there? Can I can I put that on a cracker, dude? Can I get to that Cajun gumbo I say, I bowl? Can I put that on a cracker, dude? <laughs> That's what he was doing. He was, he was on climb. He had he was, caught a um, case of the climbs. He was, Full on oh, nonsensical. I did. I did. Nonsensical. I, did. I think he he had his finger on the 
on the complete purchase <laughs> on a a sleeve of visors. <gasps> he was going to get himself a bunch of Neil Brown visors <laughs> and then mail them. What he wants to do is mail them to Neil and see if Neil will autograph them. <laughs> and then he's going to wear each one on a, each different day. You know, the you know one of the uh, more disappointing things, though, Scoot, is we had going in, we had called it the Visor Bowl. And yes, then yes. Hogs did not hold up his end of the bargain, did he? He went away no, from the visor. No. He, he wore a lady's <laughs> golf hat is what he did. Yes, he appeared to ride some, like his he hat borrowed some made old it look like, uh, listen, I hope I'm not offending anyone, but he looked like he might ride a tricycle in Florida <laughs> in, a, in a, a community of sorts, a retirement community. <laughs> It's he like he his, called Nancy Lopez to borrow her West Virginia hat. He had his shuffleboard cue in the basket in the backside of his tricycle. choice. But Guido, yes. my thing about the unsportsmanlike is, it, like in the moment I was like, I know you're fired up, but in 2023 college football, we know the one thing that is without a doubt definitely going to get you that flat. Like, signed sealed and delivered if you take your helmet off on the field of play you're definitely getting that flag and so yeah. to for for all the things to choose to do to me i, I mean i hate i don't want to rail on garrett green because you're exactly right you hit it on the head he played a terrific game he was he and the offense are the reason we were in that position he had brought us all the way back he probably played the best passing game of his career so i hate to i hate to just blast him but it's so selfish to take your helmet off like that and celebrate when you know it's going to draw a flag. And I would argue as not only as the quarterback, but as one of the established clear leaders on this team, I would expect him to be looking in the huddle saying things like, Hey, look, nothing stupid here, guys. Okay. Like let's take care of business. So for him to be the one to take his helmet off, get flagged, incur the 15 and then set it up for that. Even though it was, I still agree with Scoot. It's ridiculous that nobody bats this ball down just to invite it into the conversation with that extra 15 yards was super, super frustrating. So I, yeah, I think, I mean, look, I, I, my buddy who's a Syracuse fan, by the way, very tough. That's unfortunate. Uh, Yeah. Uh, He texted me right after the game and I said, and we were texting back forth about it. And he said, he actually put it great. He said, Garrett green won you that game. And then lost. It's you sad. Game. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it was just like really. I mean, it. I. I don't know. I. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was bad all the way around. I do want to say one other thing though, you guys. So, in the moment, I don't know how you. I don't know how you guys dealt with it in the moment. I had two reactions. I busted out laughing when Hudson Clement scored, uh, because they kept the camera on Hogs the whole time, and I couldn't help but think about how. Uh, Hogs has been so accused of we're not going to get kids out of West Virginia to do anything special here, blah, blah, blah. And then here goes Huddy Tuddy in for the winning supposedly touchdown. Then when they caught the Hail Mary, I just reactively busted out laughing again because of just how big of a crap show that whole thing was. And I think Scoot and I were talking about this then. I don't I don't remember this kid's name, but number 12, the kid for Houston that came up with it. It was sort of a like, look what I found. Like, I think he got even knocked down, kind of knocked out of the play in the process. Then he just sort of turns around and there's the football and he grabs it. Scoot, he then proceeds to to 
celebrate as if he just made like some OBJ unbelievable well, catch. It was the most ridiculous thing. He acted like it was his 16th catch that set a Houston record, <laughs> and he right. had 400 receiving yards. Some in that dominant game. play. Uh, I probably was the only catch of the guy's night. I don't even know who that guy was. And then I, so Guido, then my point of bringing that up is people, I go on the X as we do and I start seeing people post, I know I can't say tweet anymore, but they, they're posting, oh my gosh, this feels like 13, nine. This feels like the worst thing since third. And I thought, scoot. Were people fooled that bad into getting reinvested that much in this team at four and one because they won a couple games that they're now saying, comparing it to something like that and speaking in those kind of terms? I I could not be- like, yes. Was it a gut punch? Of course. You lost on a ridiculous play with no. T- yes, I'll give you that. But guys, let's calm down. I kind of felt like it was a Tuesday, Guido. Like it felt like, no, OK, like so. This is where I I think between Thursday and today, we record this on Sunday nights for the next week. I don't, this is where I can't sort out my emotions, guys. Like uh, our listener, Nathan, Nathan Stanley, thanks for listening, had posted a video last week to us about how he felt the same way we felt, right? And I think that for us, like, I, I don't know how I, f- like, and you, you make fun, Scoot, because you're not wrong. Like, uh, when Huddy Tuddy scored a touchdown, I was like, you know, I was putting my jacket on. I was lacing up the boots. I was like, <laughs> oh, hey, listen, you were already at the this check is happening. You were already at happening. that first checkpoint. I, but listen, I was like, I was like, this is happening. We're go- like, this is, we're playing Texas in the champion, in the <laughs> Big 12 championship game. We're going to lose it, but it's happening. And, and then, like, in the span, literally in the span of 13 seconds, you know, I then, like, get, like, shivved in the gut uh, by s- stupid West Virginians. And so, like, I look at, I look at like, where I stood a week ago, where we stood a week ago, and we were like, well, we're winning, but, oh, it's kind of blah. And, like, now I'm like, well, we're wi- we, we lost a game, but it wasn't blah. Like, Listen, I, I don't feel like it was blah. Like, I feel it was a good game. And you put a couple pieces together, Scoot, and you win that sixth game. You win that five and six, and you play at a bowl. And- is, let me, okay, I'm going to tell you something. This, this is going along with all of that. For me, for me, this is how I feel about it. This is maybe the worst case scenario for me. Absolute worst case scenario. Why is that? Well, okay. I mean, I if think I'm, I know, but if tell I'm the being people honest, why you think that. Not that I want us to lose, but in the beginning of the season. But you do. But well, you in do. the beginning of the season, I thought our best chance of us fixing our problem yes. was we're going to have this dumpster fire of a season. Neil's going to be gone. You know, there'll be no doubt a, Neil will be a gone. A change-forcing right? season. Yes. Okay. Well, we get to four and one. Not only was I thinking, okay, well, that's not happening. He's not only finishing this year out for sure. He's back next year for sure. And because – so then I started to flip the I flipped the script, so they say. I'm all in. I was all in on all the wins. Give us all the wins. I need all the wins because – Well, 
you were you were then rooting for a steal the kneel, weren't yes. you? Yes, I'm. I was looking for. Hey, Kentucky might be interested. Uh, you know, there might be some other place. <laughs> I don't know where else, but you know, what's Vanderbilt doing? Maybe they would like a Neil Brown. Can I interest you in a Neil Brown? Um, so so success I was would propel a different type of change. Yes, right. We would still get the change. I'm looking. Okay, for. Okay, interesting. This is worst case scenario. Now you've had sort of a course up, correction. If we end up six and six or five and seven, mm-hmm. or seven and five, right. guess what? Guess what I got? Ain't no changes. I got no. Neil for this year. I've got Neil for next year. And I also might have Neil for an extended amount of time because he might just parlay this year and next year into some sort of unwarranted, undeserving long-term extension because of the fear of not having Neil. Like, I don't know why we're afraid to not have Neil. It's okay <laughs> to not have Neil. Can we but hold on? Afraid? Hold what on. Are, can what we? are you going to do? Who's going to coach that team if you don't have Neil? Like, that's what people get like. So instead of uh, FOMO, instead of fear of missing out, we have uh, Fawns. Uh, Fear of Neil Stain. <laughs> a a, a, a fawn. We have a fawn. A fear of a fear no of Neil. Neil. A fear of fear. no Neil. So fear. I don't like, hey, I, I say this. Like, you think the leadership has find, a case of fawn is what you think. Yeah, we will find somebody that can lead this team. It. I don't think it's Neil. I don't, I don't think he's, he's a fine person. Like enough of that stuff. Well, give him a chance. He has a, he's had a chance. He's just not the guy. Here, here's my question. And this is, and I, and you know, it's hard because Ren Baker, pretty new. We don't know. I mean, I feel like I know he's, it's a year or whatever, but we don't feel like we have a feel for it yet. Right. Uh, Gordon Gee having his own problems, university having their own problems. Do you think Johnson that the university is completely fine with a football program that wins six or seven games a year, year in and well, year Well, history would tell me yes. Um, I would think that I, I kind of align with Scoot on this. I think a six-win season, I think even a five-win season. I mean, look, let's go back and talk about what we did. Let's Or we don't have to rehash it, but let's think about what we talked about at the beginning of the season. I said that I thought there was probably a path because weird things happen when we thought it was – very, very bad to get to five wins. And we all agreed that five and seven most likely keeps him on staff. And I still feel that way. I don't think there's a big reason to change. I think the buyout compels them to, to stay status quo. Uh, So yeah, I, I don't think it changes Guido if that's the case. And that's, I think that's where my fear with the program is, is I, cause I'm a hundred percent in on when I look at this schedule, we're going to win six at minimum i think we win six games we may win seven i still think that's a possibility especially if defense can we get because like now offense is starting to click defense comes up to play at that level and we win we win we win those games and so then the problem becomes is that you now have neil brown next year and the year after and he still wins six or seven games i i don't know guido i have a hard time I want to agree with you. I'm just not sure that the offense has started to click. I think Thursday night we were watching. We saw the 14th 
we've been talking a lot about 14, not 14, who's 14, all that kind of stuff. I think we were watching the 14th best team in the conference Thursday night. It was Houston. And so to to go in there, that's why it's it's so disappointing to me. Guido, you had talked me in, and I thought rightly so, because Houston was not good. That is not a good football team. And I thought it would there would be enough not goodness there to overcome the flow chart of is on road. Yes. Loss. I thought there would be enough, not goodness from Houston for WVU to overcome that. And what did they do? They went into Houston and they pooped themselves. So I, you know, we had been talking on the pods leading up to this. I kept telling you guys, I don't know why it's happening, but we're winning and I'm trying to enjoy it. This was to me, like your luck kind of ran out on a Thursday night at an away stadium, you know, like you should have been able to take advantage of this. Houston's not good. You're going to find out in upcoming games when Houston plays a few more, you know, teams that have their crap together, they're going to just, they're going to like Dana's hot seat's not going to get any cooler. In my opinion, I just think this is really disappointing because that was a huge opportunity. WVU didn't go out and, and take care of it. And now you have a loss that's sort of, Guido, just like you said earlier, a fifth win, the offense clicking, a big confidence builder. You could have gotten out of there. Even with the huddy-tuddy ending that was kind of crazy and shouldn't have happened, that would have been such a an added booster to the to the confidence and the motivation heading into your to your next game and trying to get bowl eligible at six and one. Now I feel, you know, listen to the conversation we're having. We went from four and one look what could happen we were talking about how many wins might they get to now you take this ridiculous loss and now we're sitting here like i think they can still get to six you know it's now you're back on the roller coaster well, like you're playing who oklahoma state next, yeah right? right and they're yeah, so and they're sort and of getting their act together bad, yeah or historically bad we are scooter right and they're also sort of getting their act together like there's a couple teams last weekend that played oklahoma state was one of them where where it was like Okay, they don't they don't look too they don't look too bad lately. I mean, they they go beat a ranked Kansas squad Saturday. You know, um I don't know, there's teams there's teams out there that are that are now feeling like they're really getting it together that we still have to play in. So I don't I don't know. Now I feel like I'm back to was I seeing a mirage through a four-game win streak or what? But yeah, I mean maybe a little bit, but I still think there's six wins there because I still think you've got to play uh, a BYU team that lost forty. Like, what did they lose that game? Forty-four to eleven. Really bad. Against yeah, you're TCU. right. They looked horrible. Cincinnati got Cincinnati housed. looked. Yeah, they got in Nippert. Like yeah. they got in historic Nippert Stadium. They got steamrolled by Iowa State. So like, I still think there's some of those games. No, I agree that. You know, and I and like this is the thing about the Big Twelve this year, and this is what's weird about it is, I mean, I I know Texas is top tier, um, Oklahoma's being doing the Oklahoma thing that they do. Uh, I you know the rest of this league is pretty level. Like, there's not a lot of like, I mean, I thought Kansas was a good, was going to be good, and they didn't. I mean, that was a high scoring shootout game too between Oklahoma State and Kansas, but like they didn't they didn't there was nothing special there. Um, K State. They they beat Texas Tech, but nothing real special there. Like so, like I I'm 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 still I'm still in that like six seven win. Like I I think Cincinnati BYU were wins. I know Scoot thinks BYU is a loss, but I think BYU is a win. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, and that's the thing. Like, ultimately, I think that out of what's left, we're gonna pull out two more wins at minimum and get a third probably, and we're gonna keep Neil Brown, and it's gonna be much of the same next year. I, I, I it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the program long term. Next year's going to be rough, I think. You lose a the lot of that offensive line, line. That offensive line. You're going to lose that offensive line. I'm going to guess that that Garrett is gone. I can't imagine him staying. I don't think he can. Can he stay one more year after this year? I'm not even sure. He's only a junior. I guess he could stay, but I mean, I don't like. I was going to say I don't know where he goes. He's not getting drafted, so maybe he will stay. I think it's interesting too, Scoot, that we heard a lot about like if you. If you're on the X, you see a lot of stuff from opposing fan bases, especially like a Central Florida. It's interesting so far, you guys, that uh, the newcomers. So UCF, BYU, Houston, um, and who am I forgetting? Cincinnati. They're now a combined two and ten so far in conference through these through these first couple games so they're really struggling i because i i bring that up guido because i think i agree with you i think cincinnati and byu are two more glaring uh opportunities and even the trip to orlando to play central florida who's really struggling in conference so far feels like it could be another opportunity to overcome the is on road (laughs) flow chart i don't know maybe sneak a seventh right but scoot i I think you need to warm up to a 2024 case of the Neals. Well, is it sad that I'm secretly rooting for the Arizona Diamondbacks? Okay. <laughs> Do you know why? Because if uh, Ken Kendricks gets all that money, maybe he'll, he'll yes. buy Ken <laughs> makes more money somehow. Maybe his influence, because I think it's funny. Like, listen, between he might be a his, great guy. Between his mood and maybe his new earnings, he would pull the trigger on something. He's a, he might be a great guy. I don't know him. I, I'm sure he is. And if he's listening to this podcast, I would love for him to invite the three of us to a all-inclusive suite opportunity for us. Uh, at, at for a World Series game, yes. Uh, at uh, whatever there used to be, Chase Bank One Ballpark, whatever. I would love for them to to invite us. However, I find it funny that I all think of because a sudden you don't know the name of the ballpark. Yeah, there's I no think way that we're didn't help tickets. us out. Uh, well, what is the name of the place? It used to be. Uh, I mean, it's too late. Yeah, the moment's I mean, past, I've, Scooty. You can't. You're just going to yeah. dig the hole deeper. But anyways, uh, you hope that he. Yes, I hope that he invites us. But I also hope that he he wins so that he uses his influence. I do find it funny that um, the WVU athletics and I don't know if it was WVU football specifically, but I think it was athletics um, on the on the X was like rooting for him and you know congratulating the Diamondbacks and you know like it just kind of seems funny, weird to me like. Like, why is this college rooting for a major league? Because this one guy happened to be in a like <laughs> that. No one's reaching out to me rooting for my right. elementary school to do well. Like, right? Is, is anyone going to say, "Hey, congratulations"? Right. You know what? Thanks for. You and know, it is looking forward to those test scores at the end of the school year. <laughs> we're rooting for you. Like, no one's doing what? that for and me. It, it is Chase Field, Scooch. You were. I think you were right. Thank you. you. Right. See, so we're, thank we're you. back in. All right. But yet, like no one, you know, like I, I just find it funny that the athletic department is so 
in in touch with how the Arizona Diamondbacks are doing because the owner of the Diamondbacks happens to have a WVU degree and occasionally will sprinkle some Diamondback cash their way. Maybe. So, I mean, I guess if maybe I made a stronger donation and uh, they'd start rooting for my school's test scores to be stronger. I think that's the issue. Yeah, I think you just hit it on the head. Or, hey, great great job on those state assessments. So, So we host Oklahoma State next week. I, you know, that's... Saturday homecoming game, right? That's homecoming weekend. Um, that feels like a scheduling stretch, does it not? To schedule them for homecoming, that feels Sched- like a scheduling Sched- stretch. Schedule them three thirty game, three thirty kickoff at Milan Pushkar Stadium. By the way, just want to go on record: still hate the Big Twelve for the fact that on their website they post everything in Central Time. Like it is now. Annoying. You've got multiple. You've got multiple teams in the Eastern Time Zone. Let's let's just schedule it for the home team's time. Can we just do that? Can we? I don't know. Listen, anyway, I I don't like this time business. What? Like, you was, every, uh, wait, wait, is this wait, a general referendum on uh, standard time yeah, zones? Well, listen, what are you doing? Do we know like everybody should have yeah, the same time? Is that what you're saying, Scoot? Like the whole world? There's talk. There is talk Dude, out there that we should get rid of no time talk. zones. You're there's talking a little bit of talk. about this. There's a little bit the of talk, talk is out you. there. And now there's a little bit of talk. You know why the time zones were created, don't you? I feel like that's a trap, like a trick question. Trains. Train schedules. It's all about the train Trains, schedules. Okay. Um, I don't believe that's true. No, that's true. Look it up. Uh, Google Scoot, it. Scoot, by the way, in case any of you didn't know, Scoot also flat earther. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not true. God, that's that's not the true. only we're way round. this works. <laughs> Guido we're brings round. up a good point. <laughs> we're, we're round. I don't like. I don't like the. We're round. The multi. He says. I don't like the. <laughs> I don't like the multiple time zones coach prime is fired up that he had to play at 10 p.m on a friday night yes he was that makes zero sense right and then lost a double overtime like at two in the morning yeah it was, like, that was, it was ridiculous i just i don't like it so homecoming game oklahoma state uh comes to Milan pushkar stadium johnson um uh, you know i will tell you this is winnable at home homecoming listen let me ask like, this question and i i know that uh, guido and i we went to a fine institution uh, of higher learning yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the state of West Virginia right. for our undergrad. Correct. And homecoming is, you know, pretty pretty significant event at that school. Okay. Is it the same? I, I mean, I got a master's degree at WVU, but is it the same, Johnson? Homecoming, does it hold the same weight at a big school like yeah, WVU? Like. Like, yeah. are I there, mean, why do you think it would? Why do you think it? I wouldn't? don't know because I feel like you could, like, you would go to a football game any of the dates. It doesn't have to be specific to homecoming. Like for for smaller schools, you tend to have a bigger crowd at stuff. You have a lot more people in town. Is there really that many more people in town in Morgantown for homecoming? I don't know. I think at a bigger school like like we're used to at WVU, maybe it doesn't hold as much because that crowd's going to be there usually most Saturdays. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, So like the fact that we're calling it homecoming, does it really signify anything? Well, I don't know. A lot of schools go out of their way to do like parents' weekends and special things, so maybe. I don't know. But I think I was just chuckling at usually what I feel like schools do is they'll throw an opponent there that tries to keep everyone that does come in for the homecoming game relatively happy oh, that they made the trip, right? And, and I'm not talking about a DAWG. Putting us in the, I'm talking about a DAWG. Right, putting us in the crosshairs of the mullet 
doesn't feel great. I mean, now look, they lost to South Alabama, but I feel like they're getting their act together here lately. Two years ago, I believe it was two years ago, we we were there for that home game against the yes. mullet. How'd that it go? It was bad. And you and I were there the year before also for some reason. The four years yeah. yeah. Four years prior we and were there. How did that go bad for us, too. Johnson? Yeah, it's been bad news. I think wasn't it uh, Guido, I should have looked this up before opening my mouth, but I think the last time Oklahoma State was in town, they were retiring Major's number, and it kind of rained on that parade. I believe um, they didn't get a win at home. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. That was like twenty four yeah. three. Like we barely. Yeah, but last year, but last year though, last year was a win. We went in we, Stillwater. Yeah, in Stillwater, twenty four nineteen. We won that game. How do we feel about their ridiculous uh, tradition of slapping these paddles up against yeah, the Yeah, I don't wall? understand that. I don't get it. It's like a hazing of the stadium. Yeah, it's like the days are confused. Time. Like, like uh, there's a bunch of Mitches out on the field. And they're trying to, hey, come on, yeah, Mitch. Right. Come over to the side. I will say we have to go back 10 years, 2013, the last time we beat Oklahoma At State. Home? In oh Morgantown. boy! Okay, yeah. well, Scoot, there you go. Oklahoma State was ranked eleventh coming into that game, and we beat them thirty to twenty-one in front of sixty thousand. Well, people. then, Guido. And, okay, uh, so now the wheels are turning here, Scoot. Let me let me throw this at you. So, let's say you lay an egg here at home against Oklahoma State. You, as the history uh, person on this podcast, I feel like you always right. hold me accountable yes. to remember my history. So, Guido just laid it out for us. It's a ten-year run here so four and three since yeah. we've won at home against them let's say you lose here you go to four and three now you have to take that trip to orlando and and what do i always say it is is game on road yes lost now all that so let's just say that happens i think you know guido we could probably make a strong argument why that's a winnable game for us at ucf but let's go ahead and play that forward let's say you you're four and four you've now erased all the goodwill that came from four and one you know you came out of fort worth riding pretty high now if that happens you've erased all that goodwill what do you guys i don't know what do you guys think i'm just putting it out there like do you do you think i'm curious to see what guido says about being four and four because guido is and he is in love. Because you would think with the visor. Listen, there's no love. There's no love. But I'm going to tell you right now. Like this team is better than last year's team. And I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with coaching. I think that you have more maturity. You have a really good offensive line. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Scooty's going to make fun of me here. Just so get, get like get the wheels turning. Scoot, fire up the engine. I think West Virginia loses this game in Houston that they just lost. They win the next three. They beat Oklahoma State at home. They go into UCF and win that game. They come back home to a Baylor that has to fly 7,553 miles to Morgantown. They win the next three games. Their next loss is against Oklahoma in Oklahoma. They're going to win the next three games. Dude, they can lose the next four games. What are you going to do with the next? What what? if they lose all these? I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. I I think that they're figuring this thing out. I just, I really do. I really think they're well, Guido. I guess you just answered it, but my next question was, what do you do with this loss? Because I think this gut punch that you just had here in Houston, losing on this ridiculous 
ball should have been knocked down. That play has, scoot, what, like a 5% chance of ever working and you just let it happen. I think you can either shake that off, Guido, and say, like, look, it happened. And I think this is the coaching. Like, we will see, right? I think the coaching staff either gets the guys together and says, look, that sucked. It happened. Let's move on. Let's go attack Oklahoma State and get on with it. Or you you can sort of internalize it and let it eat at you and you can now let it screw up, you know, like some upcoming games. I think you just answered what you think. I think that's the question though. Like, what do you do with this now? You just had this ridiculous loss that should have never happened. Do you let it undermine scoot Oklahoma state and forward, or do you shake it off and say, look, we're, do you get, I did another shake it off. Do you get, do you get Swifties again? And you, you know, like, do you, do you move forward positively or what? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what to think. I'm, I, I don't, I am going to reserve judgment. You can't, you can't reserve judgment. You have to. Yeah, you have to come up with something. Here's, here, you have to judge. Well, it's, and, and in my defense, though, I'm the only one that's coming up with something because Johnson's also kind of like hemming and hawing around it here. He hasn't, he hasn't given his That's why I Scoot. I want to go last. You've got six games left. You've got six right, games right. left, right? Six games left. You just lost a heartbreaker. So you think maybe this heartbreaker turns us around, makes makes them realize what they got to do. They beat Oklahoma State. You play a terrible UCF team, a UCF team that's struggling. You play a BYU team that's struggling. Terrible. You play a number five right now, number five ranked Oklahoma. You're going to lose that you game. You take your lumps there. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And then you finish with Cincinnati struggling on, you know, and then you go to you go to Waco and you play Baylor struggling. I'm not going to say it, but there's a chance we finish five and one. Look at this guy. It Scoot, could look at this guy. Look at this guy, Scoot. It could happen. So then we're nine and two. Tell me it couldn't happen. Tell me it couldn't happen. No, nine and or eight and three. What is that? No, uh, eight and three. Uh, eight, nine, no, and three. nine and three. Nine Jeez, and three. You yeah, math nine professors. Three. Yes, nine and yeah, three. Well, history, history degree, uh, communication degree. Let let uh, the move. Let the engineer <laughs> have a. Scoot, what say you on five and one finish? What say you? I, I say there is not no happening. reservation of judgment. I say not happening. I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's happening either. There's there's more than one loss in that. There's a we get our we do something. We West Virginia it. Neil kneels it. <laughs> he kneels it up a little bit. Scoot would say he kneels it up. Uh, listen, I don't. There's um, three or four wins left in there, Johnson. Mm. What do you think, Johnson? Scoot's hemming and hawing because he doesn't know. He doesn't want to say because Scoot really thinks that there's three or four wins there. Listen, we are, I, I guess, what are we? We're four and yeah. two. I need them yep. all to be wins. I need everything to be a win at this point. <laughs> I'm back on the win train. I'm with you. Let's win I'm them all. You. What? You- I need to win them all, win the bowl game, and cross my fingers. All right, we'll wrap it up here in a second. Johnson, tell us. Tell us. Like, what do you think? These six yeah, games. Yeah, I think – so I think I am going to stick with BYU and Cincinnati are at home. They're just so – like, those are two stink piles, right? Like, you're going to win those. And then I think this trip to UCF is a real opportunity. Uh, I completely seeing us do a very West Virginia thing and going three and three. Like you shouldn't lose at Baylor, but it's on the road. You shouldn't have lost to Houston, but it's on the road. But I think, I think you land at three and three. 
and you end at seven and five. That's what I think. Has, UC, has UCF ever beat WVU? Um, I don't know the record there. Here, I'll well, I, I can tell you what it is. I got it in front of me. Tell you what it is. West Virginia two and zero against oh, okay. UCF. When, they beat them in they beat them in the Citrus Bowl in two thousand and four, forty five to twenty, and they beat them in the uh, they beat them at home in a, in a regular season game in two thousand three. Was they played them at a home game? Oh, okay. 18. All right. I am all in. You say five and one. That's what you say. I say six and zero. Oh. I think we're going to win them out. See now, now I like in the 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 not fun part is it, and now just Scooty's yeah, he's just, just yeah, like, he's just. I need to win them. I need us to win. Here's them. the problem, Scoot. He wins out. He wins six games. He's not getting hired by anybody else. I don't know what. I don't think he is. He might. He, no. Ten and two. No, there's no track record to it, Scoot. You're going to be like, ranked at ten and two. Yeah, you will be ranked, but I'm just saying he's not he's not getting there. Nobody's coming to steal him. Kentucky. There's no, no. Well, let's nobody of any record. significance. No, there aren't they. They're not bad. Are they bad? I don't know. They don't care. He's not going to go there. They're two he and did. two in conference, five and two overall. Scoot. They're not stink. They're not stinky yeah. enough. I mean, I guess it could still go off the rails, but they're not stinky enough here for for that for your scenario. Yeah. Scoot, you're stuck with him. Yeah. you're stuck with him. What about Louisville? Your only hope is that he loses <laughs> the rest of the game. Can I get Louisville? You might get oh, Louisville. So speaking, just, actually, that's a good segue. Well, well, the, no, well, that's well. a good segue because Guido Pitt beat Louisville Saturday. Pitt switched away from, uh, who was it, Jerkovic, um, at quarterback, and they beat the undefeated Louisville Cardinals, making – I can only imagine fans at Pitt are looking at Pat Narduzzi like, dude, what have you been doing with this quarterback situation? <laughs> if this now I don't know if Louisville just had a, you know, just had a lobotomy before the game or something, but they Pitt Pitt went in there and won and it was kind of a it was kind of a shocker. So I don't know, Scoot. Maybe that's maybe that portends some terrible things for you at Louis. Maybe that's your chance. I don't know. Maybe So now I've got a route for other teams to struggle. Oh, so, no, happen. He's he's here. Like, listen, he's here. I think he wins. I think they win this Oklahoma game. They're currently favored by three, by the way, with an over under of 50 and a half uh, in DraftKings and FanDuel. So I'll um, tell you something else, too. That's a that's a, a positive for Guido. And even though you're being facetious, Scoot, in your prediction here is because. I don't think it's any coincidence that Guido, who uh, we, you know, I talked about Aubrey Burks. Um, I think uh, Thomas Rimac was out. Uh, who was who? I'm missing someone. Was it? Uh, was it there was yeah, a lineman. Who that I, was uh, it? It wasn't. Fr- was it Wyatt Milam was out? Someone got poked in the eye and still was. So there were like four starters, three on offense, that didn't make the trip to Houston. I don't think that's any small coincidence that. They could have even played be- – I think the offense played great. I think they could have played better even. Um, and I think having Aubrey Burks back – now, I don't know when he gets to come back from that injury, but when he does, that'll they'll be stronger for that. That's all probably going to happen, if not for Oklahoma State, down the stretch, Guido. So I think the team – you know, you've got some faith in them to to win these ball games. I think that only strengthens your reason to be to be positive on them. So we will only find out soon enough. I mean, I I I'm I'm actually happy. It's an inter- It's becoming an interesting season. It's not like we're getting beat to the ground every game. It's it's actually fun to watch, guys. So 
stressful as it may be to lose a game in Houston, it was a fun game to watch. So we'll go with that. Hey, before we wrap up, I definitely want to bring up one thing. Uh, the Wolfman, Dale Wolfley, uh, passed away unexpectedly this past week. Um, you know, Dale, uh, WVU Hall of Famer, played at, played for WVU, went on to play in the NFL for a couple of teams, uh, was a Pro Bowl special teams player. Uh, for a few years, I think he played with the Steelers and the Vikings while he was in the NFL. Passed away, uh, so tough loss to the the West Virginia University, especially broadcasting family. I know that a lot of us listen to or used to listen to the pregame shows with uh, Wolfman on it. So, uh, you know, our thoughts go out to his family and and uh, brothers and everybody involved with uh, with that. Um, WVU basketball uh, starts up soon, guys. It's coming. Uh, first game is in two weeks. Uh, less than two weeks, actually. They play October 27th. That's a Friday before Halloween. They play George Mason. And that game you can actually watch on ESPN+. And, Scoot, uh, they were – I'm glad Guido brought that up because they were picked to finish ninth in the Big 12 preseason poll. I like them to make people eat those words i'm excited about this basketball team i think they're going to be way better than ninth in the i think they will be as well um i'm i'm hopeful that raekwon battle is eligible that could get things a little interesting if he is not um one thing that i do find also interesting is that somehow uh if if not for the ranking of where we finish in the conference i do think that uh jesse Edwards, Jesse Edwards, is going to make the voters uh, eat their words because they predicted he would be a – he's a preseason honorable mention all-conference. This is a guy that averaged a double-double oh, last year. I don't year. think I saw sure that. Yeah, he's an honorable mention preseason. Like, are you – Sure, you know what you're doing. I feel like this like, is bringing up your agita about Kevin Jones player of the I, year type 100%, stuff. 100%. Like – how he didn't get Player of the Year is Jaquan Crowder, or uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, no, Crowder, well, I think it was just Jay, just Jay, Jay Crowder, Crowder, yeah. Jay Crowder. Jay Marquette, Crowder. yeah. Like, yeah, come on. It's, it fires well, me up. So I think Jesse Edwards is going to have a monster season. Um, and I've also been uh, reading that uh, there's a lot of uh, people out there predicting uh, Seth Wilson to kind of take a step to the next level and be a, a big-time uh, contributor. So I know he's been one sporadically, but I think this is going to be maybe a little bit more of a solidified role, hopefully, for him. Johnson, you know, I was uh, I, I, I am, I am forgot one thing I wanted to bring up on the podcast this week. Okay. Which is something that you and I had texted about, about Scooty. You you made a comment in the text machine uh, this week oh, right I after did. the loss. Yes. Is it about cheese? I do it's love about cheese. Garrett, about Garrett Green, and uh, I figured out why Scooty loves Garrett Green so much because Garrett Green is the Jordan McCabe of WVU. Yeah, I football. said that, pull, that yanking the helmet off felt very Jordan McCabe of Garrett Green. Jordan was, in my opinion, famous for do a terrific thing and then immediately follow it with a head-scratching, awful thing, either in the next offensive possession or, in Jordan's case, sometimes while getting back on defense, he would decide to go ahead and do the ridiculously bad thing. Hugs would get mad, yank him out of the game. Scoot, this this helmet, this doffing the helmet immediately felt like a, a very – it felt very Jordan McCabe of, of Garrett, and that's – and and, and Scoot – Scoot has always said all along that like Garrett Green, Garrett Green's got some fire. I like that. I like I like Garrett Green's like 
You know, same thing with Jordan McKay. Guido was like some like things just fell into yeah. place all of a Life sudden. Makes sense. Like it, things became Listen, clearer. Yeah. I I like what Garrett Green did. I'm okay with it. He took the helmet off. Maybe he had uh, some sweat in his eyes. That's why he took the helmet off. We're not <laughs> really sure. Yeah. Like Scoot, we don't really know. Scoot making, like, just like he did with Jordan. We he's don't making really the excuses. Know why he took the helmet he's off? Do we? Excuses. Do we really oh, know? Man. It could have been hair or sweat. There was could a have been. You're right. Could have been. Well, let's see if Garrett Green can keep his helmet on this weekend as they play Oklahoma State on Saturday at Milan Pushkar Stadium. That game is a 3.30 kickoff on ESPN, so make sure you check it out. Also, check out our stuff. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on the Facebook, at Got Your Ears. Check all of that out. You can also check out our website, gotyourearson.com. Johnson, it's a hub of a bunch of stuff. That's about us. It is a hub. You can uh, find the latest notes uh, of stuff we talked about on the show. It will be posted there in blog form. We have the link to the latest show. You can just click on the tune in link right there on the website and you can click through and shop for GYEO merch. So check it all out. Yeah. Check it out. Got your ears on.com. Well, everybody, thanks for listening this week. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. You've been listening to got your ears on. <laughs>